Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, welcome everybody, Daddy versus Doctor. Uh, springtime is here, and uh, we have an unbelievable show today. We are eating seaweed snacks. We are. We're feeding sea monkeys. We're growing sea monkeys. Growing sea monkeys. Growing sea monkeys. We'll see how that goes. We're talking to a caller who has absolutely no interest, no interest whatsoever and figuring out why her kid is on the borderline of being a midget. <laughs> I don't I don't know that that's appropriate. But No, you know I did that. I did that. You know I did that. Short stature. There's a, there's there's about 5 people here, right? So to me that's an audience. Yeah. So what I do is I'll throw that out there, right? I know I know that's not the right word to say. I know that. <laughs> I know that, okay? But if I said little person, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have got that yeah, reaction. I, I, I yeah. So I, I know it just, it's, I get it. I was it. looking for the laugh I, I, and I got it. You did, you did. Look, I think, I think the point of the segment is if you want to call in and ask me a question based on four years of Ivy League college, four years of medical school, three years of residency, and 20 years in practice, and then not care about anything I have to say, please this feel free is, to call in. This is the episode to call in. This is the episode. And notice how Dr. Cohen got off the subject of midgets <laughs> really, really quickly. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's that time of the show for uh, mailbag. 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 Mail. Definite, a better singing. We're gonna jump right in to the bag. Can we get uh, Serafina to put something together on this one? We'll we'll do that maybe, but yeah. we're also calling out to people out there who are um, um, talented in music. If you wanna send a jingle our way, please, by all means. Send it. Okay, Ryan Darcy from uh, Kenventry, Connecticut, I think. Those two people are one person. You read uh, it like Ryan, one. Ryan, Ryan Darcy, Darcy is oh, one Ryan guy. Darcy, one person. One All guy. Right, got it. Uh, he's got a six-year-old. He's a floor sleeper. He's been mimicking everything anyone says. It's that nasally annoying voice mostly aimed at the middle son who's eight. Is there anything we could do to dissuade him from doing this? Ignore him. Asking him nicely doesn't work. Also, it's only within the house. He doesn't do it outside the house, so that's good. But inside these walls, it's wearing on everyone. All right. So this is like a behavioral. This is like thing. a behavioral. So so what, what do we do? do, you do? That's annoying, right? <laughs> did you not catch what I was doing? I, I did, but then I was like, is this is this motherfucker? <laughs> did you not catch it? I didn't did catch you, it at first. Did you think I was trying to take the lead? I didn't know that, what you were doing. I thought oh. you were like. Oh, he wants to talk, but he doesn't know I'm talking. I don't know. I, I didn't catch on to it until you. Uh, oh my! God. I'm slow. It's listen. It's this is in the unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, and I got something to add to this too. 
with annoying behaviors, aside from saying, don't do that, what do you do? So in this case, I mean, there's some interesting things. One, he doesn't do it outside the house. So mm-hmm. that's actually a good thing. He knows right from wrong, right? It's it's purely a behavioral thing. There's nothing going wrong developmentally in this case. Um, and they're doing it at home because it's an attention-seeking behavior. It's like anything else. When kids have tantrums, um, mimicking the brother, it's hard because when you do it with siblings, siblings feed into it. I watch my girls all the time. One nags the other, the other one gets upset, starts screaming, and then it goes back and forth, and it's exactly what the first one wanted. So the truth is if the sibling literally just didn't care that his brother was mimicking him, walked away, and the, the kid followed and kept copying him and he kept walking away and totally ignored it, it would be done. But he's getting feedback from it. You know, he gets upset. He tells his parents. The parents give it to him. So it's it's purely for attention. Like, what's the what's the most annoying thing your sister did to you? Do you remember? Or you did to your sister? Well, the most annoying thing my sister did to me was during breakfast, she ate golden grams. And, and at the volume she ate them yes. bothered me. See, that's Lexi, my daughter, when I chew... She has to go in another room because she feels that I chew very loudly. (laughs) So this is what I'm dealing with today, getting Caruso ready for school. He drops to the floor and starts to cry violently because he doesn't like the pants that we picked out for him. Now I'm starting to think, and maybe I'm overthinking this. Is it something we did leading up to this point that's creating this behavior or... Because we didn't really get yeah, this. Yeah, so, I mean, this, this is a little different. And and sometimes it's personality-based. And it is probably something you did, not not your wife, right? So, um, But, th- you know, there are some non-negotiables, right? If you have to go to school, we have to get dressed. We have to wear pants and go to school. But in these cases, you could give some options so he feels he's in control, but you've limited those options. But I wouldn't do it right before school. I'd probably do it the night before so you're set up. So like you can make a whole game out of it around bedtime where, you know, you you pick out a couple things. You want your blue pants or your red. You want your green shirt or your yellow. So he's making decisions. Then it's laid out. So then when you do it the next morning, he's the one that chose it. He has some confidence. We tried this. Yeah, and it didn't work. He said, I don't want to wear the pants, even though he picked them out right. the night before. He said they were itchy. I, I, I have so give a- him two more options. But, you know, it can be a sensory, a texture thing. So one of my daughters, same thing. She wanted the same pair of shorts. Every morning we would hear her go into the laundry room, ruffle through the dirty clothes, pull out the exact same pair of shorts, no matter she had drawers of shorts. She wanted the exact same pair. She liked the feeling of that pair of short, that pair of pants, that fabric. So, you know what? Why are we fighting that battle? We bought 15 pairs of that exact pair so that she always had that pair until she felt comfortable wearing other things. Okay. I think today's child is severely more picky than we ever were. The pants that Caruso has are soft, beautiful. They're not itchy. Now, I wanted to tell him growing up, you know what itchy was? I had wool. Tweed. Wool pants yeah. with a collar down to my nipples. Right. I mean, this, this was not comfortable. 70s Italian. Leather. You were wearing, like, skin-tight leather to school. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I know. We do give a lot of But there is a point where it has to be, this is what we're wearing. You can kick and scream. We're getting in the car and we're going. And the truth is, once you do that, you know it ends. 
once you're halfway to school, right? Once. You put the glass partition up between the front seat and the back seat. I, and I you, wish, la, I la, wish, la, 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 la. I wish I had limo glass. <laughs> I said, parent, why haven't they invented that? Why don't the, the parent SUVs and cars, why doesn't it come with that partition? So when the kid's screaming in the back, you can go, I think that's a And that's it. That is it. Right? Why don't they, why is it just for the 1980s limo? <laughs> it should be for the suburban mother and father. I totally agree with that. That's something we might be developing here on Daddy vs. Doctor. The Daddy vs. Doctor partition, partition. screen. Um, one more thing before we hop out, uh, out of this. How I did this this morning is I got uh, aggressive. Yeah. I got, it didn't hit, but I got a little bit emotional. Right. And all of a sudden he turned, he changed his tune. He goes, I, 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 these aren't, these aren't that bad, Daddy. Yeah. And I see you. I see you taking your pants off and be like, you can wear mine or you can wear yours. And just that's the final decision. But yeah, very much attention seeking. Super annoying. I mean, I remember everything. My brother and sister, we would annoy the crap out of each other. And it's because you could get them annoyed, right? It's because you care. Yeah. You love. You annoy the people you love the most. Um, It's probably why I annoy my wife so much. Thank you, Ryan, for uh, for chiming in on the mailbag. 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 Um, moving on. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Is it toy time? Toy time! So when you get toy time and you get handed a bottle of water, that tells me that we're not eating it, though. Well, listen, uh, let, let me just clue in our listeners and our viewers in on toy time. Because okay. I think a lot of people out there are confused at this part of the show. Okay. This is a part of the show where we take a toy and review it. We don't know the toy, all right? We've gotten the toy from our uh, crack team of uh, producers over here. Um, and we don't know where the toy comes from. We don't even know if this is... Quite frankly, right? Street legal. We no, have no well, idea. In our in our budget. Oh, that's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> we just start receiving toys out of the blue, right. and I'm like, all right, did anybody approve this? We have gotten water here. Is this the toy? For apparently, we're going to need it for this toy. So let me. Um, oh, it's already here. Okay. Ooh. Wow. This is Sea uh, Monkeys uh, Neon Ocean Zoo. Oh. Um, again, not. It's not even in the title of what this is. Right off the bat, yeah. this is starting at zero. What is it? Suckers we do on this? No, you're a sucker. Lollipops. Lollipops. Yeah. Lollipops. Um, so for those who can't see, it's a so, beautiful so what is pink it? package with... Uh, what do you think this is, just by looking at it? It's uh, probably little things you put in the bathtub. This is... Uh, just says like add water. Was like a, it's like an old toy that uh, we had. Maybe it was reinvented. Are we going to need, you're probably going to need some sort of crazy cutting tool to open this package, is my guess. I think I think maybe it was done prior to us getting it. Oh, look at um, that. All right. Okay, right, again, right off the bat, you get this. Sebastian doesn't like I don't catalogs. like to read, all right? 
I don't like any <laughs> literature in the toys. I just want I want to know like as soon as soon as I see the items, I go, okay, yeah. this is what we do. If you can't figure out what to do, like you put a Lego in front of you, you know what to do. Yeah. If you can't figure it out, you are, are you already out. lost it. I'm right? out. You're done. I'm right. out. Okay, so we got three little bags. Right. One. What do they say? Water purifier. Two. Instant live eggs. Oh. Three. Growth food. Yeah, we're gonna hatch sea monkeys. How to hatch a sea monkey? Yeah. Okay. After following instructions. Again, man. So there are three packets. They're labeled one, two, and three. Yeah. Sebastian starts with two. So I'd start with one. These are from our sponsors at National Geographic. All right. What do you got? Don't use it all. I wanna. Some of that. What is that? But uh, this is one water like pure, water purifier. And, and all right, let's stop right there. He was about to pour the water purifier in the plastic container that the toy came in. Where do you think the water purifier goes into? Oh, are we putting it in here? It goes See, in the water, Sebastian. I thought this was the container that. Uh, Why do you think they gave us water? Pour the water in that, maybe. It's easy. Just add water. Right, but we got to add the water first. Take that out oh, so we okay. can watch it. Okay, okay. See, this so, is wait, like wait, a fish wait, tank. Wait, don't act like uh, you fucked up too. <laughs> this doesn't gonna, go in here. I was going to put it in the bottle of water. You don't know I was, either. I was, I was going to put it in the bottle of water, drink it, and see if sea monkeys grew <laughs> in my stomach. Okay. <laughs> this is like Pop Rocks. Oh, okay. Here, here's here's, here's a, a diagram. Okay. Add, okay, so uh, add instant life. Okay, so two grown men. I know. This is unbelievable. I guarantee a four-year-old can figure this By out. By the way, what do you think age what, what age group do you think this is good for? I mean, anybody younger than us. Four, five, six. Six, right, six plus. Okay. There we go. All right, it gives it us in. it gives us a line of where you pour it to. Mm-hmm. We're adding mm-hmm. the water purifier. All right. See, um, also for a parent, uh, especially if you have younger kids, three and five like yeah. I do, you're looking for an activity that at least burns about an hour right, to an hour and a half. About five minutes. So right. so he's putting in what looks like a white powder. Yes. Looks sort of sandy like salt. Okay. And now that was package one. And now he's going to package two. Now, what is package two? Instant live eggs. All right. Live right. eggs. So these are the Whoa, sea. they're moving, bro. They're moving. They're not Look at this. Moving. All right. They're sea monkey <laughs> eggs. <laughs> okay. Oh. So. So right off the bat. Yeah. Do you think sea monkeys are real animals? No. Okay. Do you? I mean, they could be. You got to believe. Growth right. food. Growth food. So we put, what was the first thing we put in? Uh, water purifier. Okay, so we purify the water. Then we put the eggs. The then eggs. we put the growth, growth food. food. Growth food. Growth food to help the monkeys grow. Okay. It looks like a green, mossy powder. And it's just sitting on top like fish food. This is 4K, bro. It's no, not but like some people don't. Some, it's some, right there. Some oh, people are in their car and they can't see us. So right. I'm You're right. telling them what. So we made basically a green drink. Based on what I'm looking at. Yeah. I think we did this wrong. Why? Is it edible? Could you? Is that like a green juice? What if somebody drank that? I, I, w- I wouldn't be drinking this, bro. I'm just saying right now, after not reading the directions yeah. and just going off the one, two, three step move. Right. Uh, so I think if you make the water murky enough, you could say things are in there and you minute, wouldn't know. What minute. do we do? Well, we're supposed to right. spend time. What do we do? Start, uh, th- this is a, a production flaw. What happened? Start feeding on the fifth day. Oh. 
So this is an instant sea monkeys? You guys don't get instant sea monkeys? Oh, we're not going to see anything? So this, this, we fucked up the experiment. But, but here, this is what I think. It was a quality time that we spent together doing a project. Yeah. Yeah, and then the truth is no child's waiting five days for these things. This, no, actually, they will. This, uh, I like it. I like that they can every day come down for school, see if the sea monkeys are growing. Yeah. I like this. So what do you get? What do you uh, get? I, I like the sea monkey. I don't like waiting. I'm a little ADD like that. But I like this uh, whole idea. I'd like to see the finished product. Do we have videos of what the sea monkeys look like? Uh, go to seamonkeys.com mm-hmm. to see the final product because this ain't. Yeah. We're getting anything I'll give it. I'll give four lollipops. I, I like this. It's sort of fun. And I, I'm I'm interested in what the sea monkeys will do. And then how long do sea monkeys live? Do, do they have a life expectancy? Uh in this water or yeah. sea Just monkeys in general. In, in general. I, I, I if we determine sea monkeys as being an actual um animal. Just just so you guys know, and I don't know if you're getting this on your end, stuff stinks. All right. What does the sea monkeys? The 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 potion. Oh. Just it smells. <laughs> the potion. Oh, you know what? It does smell like um. Smell it. It's like a green juice. I bet you. I bet you it wouldn't hurt if you tasted it. You should taste it. If 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 you know anything about this show, you do know that uh, <laughs> Doctor Cohen has an an amazing appetite <laughs> a, pal- and, a palate uh, for everything <laughs> and he ate baby food and a variety of different I things am. on the show do you want to take a sip i don't want to hurt the monkeys i okay. think i don't want to get activists to call in and say that we in some way endangered sea monkeys yes. so I'm gonna drink it. um i give this a one out of five what a couple of reasons Why? number one instructions um poorly Poorly executed. <laughs> you didn't here. read the one line I, I, I know. that we were supposed to read. I know. That's your I, fault. I, I just, uh, if I see one, two, three, I'm going one, two, three. I ain't waiting on three for five days. Uh, so that, and it stinks. I like it. Spend time um, with your child, grow some sea monkeys, see what ends up happening. There you have it's it. It's a one and done. Toy time. We have a caller that needs to be taken. Every year, one thing is always predictable postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Hey, oh, hey, how are you? Good morning, how are you? Uh, we are good here. Uh, thank you for being on Daddy versus Doctor, uh, Doctor Scott Cohen, along with myself, Sebastian Maniscalco. We understand uh, from our uh, from our producing team that you have a child that's uh, not growing. Correct. Did you just hold on? One second. Did you just did you shush me or someone in the house? No, my husband's walking by. <laughs> you can shush oh. him anytime, please. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what's uh, what what's the age, uh, female, male? What, what are we dealing with? He's a little boy. He's nine years old. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm short too. So we kind of kind of from that. But he's nine years old. He's three foot nine. So he's on the shorter side, definitely. Um, 
Other than that, we're just watching him. We've gone to the doctor. We've gone spoke with his pediatrician. And they have sent us to a specialist to kind of look at his growth hormones mm-hmm. to do an IV testing with that. Mm-hmm. So and have they, done, have they done that yet or not yet? They have done blood work and he's come back with, um, I guess one of his growth hormones, the normal range would be between like 80 to 120 mm-hmm. and it was 39. Okay. He had a couple of his pituitary gland, well, they would test the pituitary gland next if that nothing else comes up. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just Got everything's it. on the low side. And even though he's been low in height, has he always been around the same percentile or did he start at a higher one and then drop to a lower one? And I'll explain all this. Him, both He has an older brother. Yeah. Both him and his older brother were kind of like at a 10 percentile. Okay. And then he, his older brother continued on the growth chart, but his young, he is just completely falling off. He's below the 1% now. Got it. Okay. So, you know, short stature is actually a very interesting topic and we sort of group it into a bunch of different categories. So the first thing we look at while I'm asking about the height following a certain percentile. So, you know, percentiles basically say how tall you are for your age compared to other children your age. Whether you're fifth percentile or 95th percentile, so you're one of the shortest or one of the tallest, if you're following your line your entire life, it's usually one of two things. It's usually either familial, meaning you're short because other people in your family are short, um, or your constitutional short stature, which is a late bloomer, meaning you're short now, but you're going to go through puberty, you know, the late bloomers, and you're going to catch up at some point. In either case, typically we don't do much, and we just watch it. If Again, you're on your line. Mm-hmm. The other thing you look at if you're on your line is if you're going to reach your mean parental height. So how tall are you? I'm four foot ten. Four foot ten. All right, there we go. So you weren't what diagnosed when what you were a child. No. So, and then how tall is your husband? He's five nine. Five ten. Five ten. Okay. So, for a boy, we add five inches to mom to make her a boy. So you were you said four foot ten. Four foot ten four plus foot five ten. inches is five three, and dad is five ten. Right. So you take in between. So his mean parental height between 5'3 and 5'10 is about 5'6, five, 5'6 six, five, six and a half. Okay. So he's on a line. I can tell you if he's first percentile that he's not even close to that mean parental height of 5'6 and a half. He's more in the range of like five feet. So somebody who's not reaching their potential and following their line called idiopathic short stature, we would work up. Or in this case, like you said, he was on a higher line and he drops down. Then you think of hormonal reasons growth hormone, thyroid hormone, things that can cause short stature. So in these cases, what we do is we send them to an endocrinologist, which is a doctor that deals with hormones. Often I'll do the workup first, so you're walking in with the results, and the things we're checking are things that can cause somebody to be short. So different growth hormones, something called IGF-1 and IGF-BP3, thyroid hormones, you're checking for something called celiac where you don't absorb gluten, sometimes that can cause short stature. You're checking your electrolytes, you're checking for anemia, you're checking a myriad of things. And in this case, it sounds like growth hormone was a little lower. So what they'll do next is a growth hormone stimulation test where they give you a hormone to see if you're creating enough growth hormone. And then if it's still low, they'll recommend he starts growth hormone. And growth hormone needs to be started typically before puberty. It's a shot that's given every day. The child takes a shot every day. The kids get very used to it. And it can really boost up their height to closer to where they're supposed to be. So after the growth hormone is given, uh, is, is this uh, is this your son? Yes, this is Aiden. Hi, Aiden. Yeah, hi. So after the growth hormone is given, 
Do you have to stay on growth hormone the rest of your life to maintain those levels? No, you just stay on it till you finish puberty. Okay. So basically, the growth hormone adds to your natural growth spurt during puberty, and then as your body is leveling off in height, that's when we stop it. And we, we correspond it with what's called a bone age. So I'm sure you had an x-ray. You do an x-ray of the left hand and wrist, and there's a book, and you match the bones to the book and see how old your bones are. So it's really interesting. If your bones are the same age as your chronologic age, so if you have an eight-year-old and their bones are eight, it tells you that they're growing appropriately for their age. There's not going to be catch-up growth. If your bones, what you hope is you have the eight-year-old and their bones read as five or six years of age, that's your late bloomer. That means they have two to three years during puberty that they're going to grow more. Mm. So those are the late bloomers. So you're looking at their bone age compared to their chronologic age, all the labs, the hormones, and then you're tracking to see if they need growth hormone deficiency. They did check his celiac and that came back fine. They tested his like uh, glucose levels. That came back fine. And the IGF, IGF-3, I think you said, was the one that came back that's terribly low. Got it. Yeah. And then they'll typically do an MRI of the pituitary just to make sure that's clear. Uh-huh. And it usually is. And if that's clear and the growth hormone low or the stimulation test is failed, then they would start growth hormone and then that would boost them. So that sounds like you're on the right track. You're with the specialist. They're going to do the appropriate test and then just see if we need a little boost. And, you know, kids tolerate it very, very well if it's needed, okay, if it's necessary. Hey, Sebastian? Yes. Sebastian, I want to share with you that I'm just like you, first generation, first generation American. Uh, my parents moved here in '76, but just a couple years before I was born. Brother and sister both born in Italy, and my mother's last name is actually Maniscalco. Oh, really? Where Where do you live now? Where's your mother at? There, my my parents had both deceased. They de- they died about six years ago and four years ago, but they were in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Maniscalco in Philadelphia. Off the top of my head. The family tree doesn't go to Philadelphia. However, yeah. I'll uh, I'll do some research to see if maybe uh, we'll invite you to the next family reunion. Maybe there's a connection. <laughs> That'll be great. And my grandmother. <laughs> awesome. Speaking speaking of yeah. being short, my grandmother, four nine. Yeah, wow. that's how my mom was. My yeah. dad was five foot one. So my brother's actually five four, so he's the taller of the crew. <laughs> but what I what I love most about this is that I just gave a TED lecture on short stature, <laughs> but nobody seemed to care at all. And we're talking about Maniscalco's like, in yeah, Philadelphia. It's okay, my son's gonna be it's three nine the rest of his life. <laughs> no, but my my mother has got the same last name no. as you. Uh, glad that Dr. Cohen's uh, expertise really sunk in with you. <laughs> Um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but thank you for calling. Have a wonderful. Thanks. Wonderful Good luck with day. everything. Take care. That was literally amazing because you saw that like when I was. I was just. We we're waiting for me to stop talking, <laughs> and then, and then just to to get the Maniscalco connection. So we see a lot on the, on the Daddy vs. Doctor. People call in yeah. with a quote unquote problem with their kid, but yeah. what they really want to do is find out if I'm related to them. Unbelievable though, and if you're out there and you got a short kid and uh, you didn't know what was going on, and we'll put this up on, on, on YouTube as a segment, that alone, that description alone, and there was a lot of information that Dr. Cohen just spat out at you, yeah. uh, it just a plethora of information for free. I appreciate that. 
I mean, these are people that don't even have access to something like that. I mean, if I had a short kid and I listened to that, yeah, I'm like, I'd be like, go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'd be like, oh, am I related to a Maniscalco's four foot nine? Yeah, there was there was not even a question. I feel used. I really feel used. I felt like I was imparting all this information, and literally, it was literally just to wait for me to stop talking. To say, I have relatives in Philadelphia related to you. Well, thanks for calling. Great. So, here's something I'm dealing with at the house. And again, my problems, generally speaking, are behavioral as well as trying to be a good parent. Is there a equation, amount of time, what have you, that my kids should be watching TV? Yeah. Right? Uh, I often struggle when they're sitting there. They look like zombies in front of the TV. Uh, my, my daughter's watching some YouTube stuff. She's basically watching kids play on YouTube. Is this healthy for kids? How long should they be doing this? They watch this show called Bluey. Are they learning a lot of behavioral? Um, are they mimicking what they're seeing in the cartoons? 100%. What's hundred percent? Okay, so I mean, what, I think they are, but I, you know, the recommendation is really no screen time till two. They say eighteen months to two years. Really try to limit it, and after two, limit to like an hour a day. Um, it's hard because parenting is all about survival too, right? Sometimes you have to cook dinner. Sometimes you have to go do something where it's easier to plop them in front of a television and do that as well. And there are things I think you can learn from television. I mean, I feel like I learned from Sesame Street watching Mm -hmm. that. I think it's always better as a parent if you can sit down with them and engage them while they're watching something, point out things, have that conversation. Otherwise, younger kids especially, it becomes just a screensaver. They're just like, you see it. They're like zombies just watching things move across the room. And you get good behaviors and you get bad behaviors from that. I mean, it's always not always one-to-one. I mean, look at the shows we watch, right? Tom and Jerry, they were constantly like cutting off each other's heads and beating them each other. I don't think we were running around doing the same thing. But I think, you know, the time they spend in front of the TV is less eventful than the 3D interactions they get from people. So learning is better when you're doing it face-to-face, not on TV. Um, And social interactions are better. So, you know, I think setting up rules in the house, whatever those are, I really think as a parent, it really should be on your time, not their time, meaning that if it's okay, you've allowed it. And if it's not, it's not. Because the biggest thing I see with screen time is not the downstream effects, it's the behavior it causes. When kids get it and it's a free-for-all, when they don't get it, they are on the floor. They're having a tantrum. They're screaming. I mean, you see, yeah. I see it in my office. You see it, right? Well, I don't necessarily see it at home because we kind of managed it yeah. in a way where now it's just on the weekends they get right. TV. But I'm wondering, like, this Caruso behavior, this fall into his knees crying, is this something a three-and-a-half-year-old generally does? Yeah. Or is he picking this up on uh, Bluey? Yeah, I think I think it's something they generally do, but I think behavior worsens the more they're zombies watching TV. Uh-huh. And, you know, we would give some leeway. You know, I think... The other thing is keeping your kids active during the day, there really shouldn't be a lot of time for TV. I know between school and homework and extracurricular activities, 
when are they going to watch TV? We don't have that. So we give more leeway during the weekend because if they've gotten all their work done, you know what? Do it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's another thing. If we keep our kids busy, you know, they stay out of trouble with bad crowds and it limits the screen time. One more thing on screen time and uh, cartoons. We've tried, and I don't know if you did this with your girls growing up. We, we'll put on like a Flintstones yeah. or a Tom and Jerry. Are they not interested? And they're looking at the TV like it's like like watching black and white like like it's it's like what is this that it sucks isn't that funny they're looking they're looking for those big eyes yeah. and like you know but some things came back right scooby-doo they made a movie yeah but they what updated else? the scooby-doo no, characters if you look at scooby-doo when we were going up in the 80s yeah you know they, they, yeah smurfs they probably think was like super boring <laughs> all those what was your favorite cartoon growing up uh it was it was tom and jerry yeah Flintstones, and yeah. then uh, when I got a little older, it was uh, He He Man, Master yeah. of the Universe, yeah. and then um, that was pr pretty much it. What, what did you have on your uh... Saturday morning, eight a.m.? It's crazy. Couldn't wake up for school, but eight a.m. Saturday morning, I was in front of the TV. Gummy bears, gummy you bears. You don't remember? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Anyway, surprised you didn't grow up in a skirt. Uh, um, <laughs> but one of my one of my favorite birthday presents. Remember Voltron? It was like Vaguely. the five robots that came together to fit, like form the one big robot. So oh like, yeah, I yeah. And that. I got that as a birthday present, like the big Voltron robot. That was exciting. So gummy bears and Voltron. No, but I remember He Man. I watched He Man, Smurfs. I didn't really. I wasn't a big Scooby Doo fan. I wasn't really understand. I didn't like the uh, the girl with the glasses. Veron uh, Velma. Velma Vel bothered me. Velma. 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 Yeah. Velma with the red hair and the glasses. Showing I just that she just bothered, I she bothered, bothered, you. bothered me. You know what they were doing? I mean, it's funny that it was a kids show, but it was all about you know smoking weed and taking Scooby snacks. It was. Yeah, they're they're in a psychedelic van. Shaggy's eating dog food. The entire time with the dog talking to the dog, they were high the whole time. I I, I exactly. had no idea what I just was I about. found that out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You don't find information yeah. like this on any other podcast. Scooby Doo, <laughs> the whole cartoon, yeah, based around uh, you know what the methamphetamines no. and fentanyl. You know what Smurfs was based on? What, who the Smurfs was no. based on was uh, based on a communist society. In a communist society, everybody has a specific job, right? So each Smurf had their own job. It was a, a documentary on a communist society and, and how it, that works. Are you getting this information off like a cartoon? No, I think I made that website. up. No, I think that's true. <laughs> I, I think there was, an, there was an essay about that, that, that the creator was originally, I don't know, we'll have to look it up. Look it up. Let me know. There you go again, once again, Papa Smurf. Right, Papa Adolf Smurf. Adolf Hitler. Right, Red Hat. Red Hat, Red Hat. Hey, hey. There he is. Scotty McCreary, and he's wearing one of Sebastian's sweaters. Scotty, you don't <laughs> yeah. know that that Sebastian typically wears something very colorful, and then everybody comments how beautiful he looks, and I just sit over here and do nothing. And uh, oh man, you guys match up. It's nice. There we go. So today we'll just talk about how how beautiful I look. How, how beautiful you it's look it's in perfect. the sweater. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. 
Thank it's really, you. It's really it. stunning, bro. Thank you for wearing such a beautiful <laughs> garment on our show. Only for y'all. And time's up, Only so thanks so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks thanks for being on Daddy versus Doctor. Really do appreciate it. And we were just talking prior yeah. to you getting on, and I think I, I was actually at this show. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I went to every American Idol finale for like the first i don't know 12 really? seasons yeah it's sort of like stalking well you know what it was um for us it was it was i don't know it, american idol was like a part of no, the fabric it of, is of we america. watch every weekend my wife and i remember Dude. when you won congratulations i mean amazing wow thank you that, so, yeah so, feels like another lifetime ago but back then it was like everybody was there we were seeing like that was my first time at a show where you'd see like the the place cards at the seats, like who was going to be sitting here, and they're like, "Oh my God, they're going to be here." That was that was a big deal. So when you went on American Idol, um, had you done a lot prior to that, or was this kind of your first introduction to live performance and TV and what have you? Um, you know, I had done like showcases and stuff around town i i had done like coffee shops with three people listening to you uh that kind of thing but never like a big stage cameras people watching all that kind of stuff it was uh that was kind of a big leap for me now while you were on the show were you calling back home to your parents and like critiquing the other people saying you know what I got this. These people stink. Or was, was is that just, was it very competitive, or were you guys like some? Because I know if I was on there as a comedian, I would have been like, "My dad, these people ain't any good. I got this." Was there any of that with they you? Got or? No shot. <laughs> you you probably got a lot more confidence than me. Mom was quite the opposite. And like I was like, "Why the heck am I even here? Everybody here is such a much better singer. Like I'm just over here. I'm here for the ride until they kick me out of here." So. uh Luckily, they, they never did kick me out. It ended up being a fun ride, but I, I did not think all that was going to happen by any means, no. And I was a minor, so I didn't even have to call back my parents. I was My mom and dad were, were living with me out in L.A., so it was, uh, I was 17, I guess, at that point, yeah. Wow. So no, so going with you went through uh, at such a young age, now starting a family, having a family of your own, would you recommend the entertainment business to your own kid or oh man that's a good question um i would let him if he wants to do it i would try to help him in every way possible um i'm not sure i would i want to steer him towards music for sure but man the entertainment business you know i mean it's it's doggy dog out there that nobody's really really looking out for you like they say they are they're, they're just you know everybody wants wants theirs too so um, if you wanted to go that route, then sure. But uh, I'm not sure it'd be from my pushing by any means. So you have a three month old now. Three months. Oh my yeah, god! So how's it going? Losing his mind. Are you getting some sleep? Uh, you look like you look like you're, you're awake. Oh, that's just yeah. I'm still 28, 29, <laughs> so that's just a young age. But uh, no, I, well, I'm getting more than than Mama is. You know, I, I'm I'm doing okay. I, I'm waking up in the morning. I'm like, how did he sleep last night? And she was like, you didn't hear him wake up five times. But uh, I was like, no, I didn't. Uh, but little by little, he, he's getting there, sleeping through the night a little more every single week. I feel like, yeah, four four months. That will be the turnaround. Hopefully, sleeping through the night. Hey, your lips to God's ears, my man. Please. Right. <laughs> so you're on tour right now, right? Is that right? You're on tour right now. So. 
Yeah, we're out there. Is the family with you on tour, or do you take them with, or are they back home? So uh, the first part of this year, it's just going to be me, but starting in March, we're bringing out a uh, a baby bus. So we're going to have the whole family out there for the Brooks and Dutton tour. It's going to be a big old thing. The bunks, one of the bunks is going to be a crib. We'll have to pack and play in the back. Like it'll, It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So Mobile nursery. That's awesome. That's why the man looks so rested. Yeah. He don't have his family with him right now. Okay, man. I, I was I do sleep a lot at the moment on the road. I'm sleeping a, a lot more than I am back home for sure. That's right. This is what we do when you go on the road right. as, uh, and you have a family. You catch up on all your sleep because yeah. come March <laughs> when he's on the bus, yeah. and I don't know how this is going to work. I, I I credit you for bringing the family on the bus because you're on that bus. You hit one bump or whatever. You know, you're you're oh, up, man. and uh, God knows the kid <laughs> might be up for the rest of the night. Um, so, oh, God. <laughs> you might we'll, have to rethink we'll this, bro. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you after the first week of March, we'll we'll, uh, we'll check back in. <laughs> so, uh, now that you have a kid, and I ask all the people kind of in the entertainment business when it comes to raising a family, especially a touring artist like yourself. Um, Moving forward, are you going to bring the family out a lot on tour? Or how do you balance this wild touring schedule with also being a father and trying to instill, you know, the the values, the morals in your kid while you're in Fort Lauderdale doing a, you know, I, I, I've struggled with yeah. this myself going, am I present enough as a dad um uh, and and i I try to find out what the what the balance is have you thought about this at all um and can you shed some light on maybe what you're going to try and do yeah yeah absolutely that's definitely a thought that goes through my mind a lot especially like you said i mean we're doing we're probably out there doing north of 100 shows right now a year so we're, we're we're getting after it and Fort Lauderdale sounds nice. Normally, you know, in the dead of winter, we're heading up to, to Canada or, or Idaho or somewhere where it's below freezing. But uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Luckily in country music, we typically just tour Thursday through Saturday, Thursday through Sunday. So I'm normally at least home Sunday through Wednesday, typically, so I can be there for, for the family and, and help out and, and do things. And um, and I do think I'm already thinking like down the road, like at this point, you know, he he's he's growing up and he's changing so much, but like, there's only so much I can do at this point. Mama's kind of handling most of the stuff going on right now. But once he gets a little older, I think, uh, I'll probably be cutting that hundred shows a year in half. So I can be there at the ball games, you know, coaching third base. And so I can, uh, you know, do all those things. So we'll, uh, we'll see, but it's definitely a balance and I'm still brand new here. So I, I haven't got it figured out by any means, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll live and learn. Well, speaking of speaking of your wife, she she's a pediatric nurse. Yeah, yeah, she was oh. over there at Duke Hospital in Carolina. Okay, so do you at all? Uh, you know, because being no, a I mean, she's being the mom. She's already the expert, and she's the expert on top of being an expert. So you got it taken care of. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know how it is. Oh, right, you like everything's deferred to her. She knows it all. Yeah, I'm clueless. Every no matter what happens, I'm like, what do we do here? What do we do here? She and she's she's got it down pat now is her personality is she pretty laid back because one she knows it and then you know new mama she's like 
everything good or still the, the pediatric side goes by the wayside and I'm in mommy mode? Yeah, me and her are very similar. We're, uh, we are laid back. We go with the flow. You kind of have to when you live a life like this and you're going to California one day and then you got to fly to New York. And I mean, it's, you kind of just have to roll with the punches, go with the flow. And she's great at that too. And, and she kind of calms my nerves. Cause like if I hear him coughing or something, I'm like, Hey, what, what the heck's going on here? And she just, Hey, he's, he's fine. He's just, he's just coughing. And everybody, I don't know, but little things like that will trigger me. And she'll be the one that kind of lets me, uh, takes me back down to earth and ease my nerves for sure. No, that's huge. Having that perspective, you know, having the pediatric side and having that perspective, and then you have your child and already sort of knowing I've seen that or heard about that, it alleviates so much anxiety. And she's lucky to have you oh, who listens yeah. to her because in my house, uh, I'm the expert and my wife still wouldn't listen to me. She would, she would uh, ask me I'm a question and then she would call her two friends. We each had their own first baby and then she'd weigh the information equally. So I would, <laughs> I would call her friends and plant information so that at least they would oh, tell wow. her what I would say. So at least I got some, some saying something. So getting ahead of the game. I I like it. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's part of the course, right? So <laughs> you're, I mean, fairly young. I mean, I had a kid at 45 for the first time, right? You're, you're 29. So 29, 29. Yeah. And, and how old were you when you had your first kid? Yeah. Thirties, thirties. All yeah. right. Now, Kawhi. Seeing that, you, you seem like you grew up. You saw I didn't know the answer to that. I just in your thirties. It was thirties. Yeah, exactly. You saw I, I didn't want to do any math. I know it was somewhere in the mid thirties. Yes, mid thirties. Exactly. Well, I mean, twenty nine nowadays yeah. is fairly. I don't know, young. Right. You know, a lot of people are having kids in their thirties and what have you. Uh, me, if, you know, mid forties, uh, which is that's a whole other story. Late bloomer. Um, but you know, you're seventeen. You win American Idol. You know, I, I have a feeling that and just by talking to you within the last you know 10 to 15 minutes, you seem like a, a man well uh, beyond his years as far as maturity, uh, 28, 29 years old. Uh, do you do you see that in yourself that, uh, you know, kind of having to grow up really fast uh, touring and what have you at such a young age that you're a man beyond your years? Or do you feel like uh, you're still uh, you still got placenta on you? Uh, it probably depends on the uh, on the situation and where I'm at. If I'm with the boys and uh, we're reminiscing on a Friday night, you know, it's 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 like I haven't learned a thing and I'm back to being a teenager again. But uh, when it comes to like business dealings and stuff, I mean, not not many 17 year olds are having to hold meetings with attorneys in Los Angeles and sign contracts that are papers taller than you, and uh, you have to know what all's going on. So. Uh, you kind of got to learn to grow up quick. You got to learn to get some thick skin at a young age and all that kind of happened for me young. But I, I, like I said, it depends on the situation and what's going on for sure. Now your parents were with you when you were 17 at American Idol. Were they very uh, instrumental in your career early on? And are they still a part of your whatever management team or are they still uh, influential in what you're doing? He's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean early on they kind of had to be you know every paper i signed they had to sign but no nah, nowadays it's it's really just me and my team back in nashville and uh we're rocking and rolling i finally it, it took me a while but i finally got my squad in town that's like believers you got to have people that believe in you you know to to really succeed and uh, i'm not sure i really had that early on in my career but uh nowadays man we're, we're rocking and rolling we're just having fun too not thinking about it and uh so so 
mom and dad, they, they just kind of rest easy back in North Carolina and, and we kind of hit the road and, and we're all, we're all set nowadays. So I saw Scotty, you're a big uh, Red Sox fan. I was born in Boston. Yeah. I, I got one of the joys of my life, a bucket list item. I got to take a couple months ago to my daughter, my 14 year old to Fenway take her on the field, take a tour. And it was just like one of these daddy daughter moments. That was great. How, what's That's the link awesome. with, with the Boston teams and you? Yeah. So my dad's from up there. He's from the Seacoast area. Okay. Uh, so he was born like very Southern tip of Maine, like Kittery Elliott, and then like Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So he was uh, a bleacher creature back in the day, getting $5 seats to Fenway yeah. and all that stuff. So he kind of raised me that way. It was a nice growing up 20 years with the Red Sox winning, like, the Patriots were winning the Super Bowl every other year. Like he was like, this was not how it, I grew up. Like, you know, you're spoiled and all this, but nowadays we're coming back to earth a little bit. Well, it's funny. That's why everybody says out here that I'm a bandwagon guy. And I go, no, you don't understand. When I grew up, the Red Sox were, you know, in their their 80 year drought. Uh, Celtics were between Bird and Pierce, never won. Patriots never uh-huh. won. And now we just happen to have really great teams. Um, yeah. So it's fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. It's you. I got a side note here, and and I don't even know if. Well, I'll just ask you. Apparently, you're friends with my wife's parents and family. Is uh, is that is that right? Yeah. You guys are laughing. Is that is that? <laughs> Good people, man. Yeah. This whole episode is your relatives. <laughs> How, what's the what's the connection? Uh, I'm actually up here right now. Uh, so I, I still live in North Carolina. I never made the move to Nashville. It, it, to me, like North Carolina's home. It's, I got the beach. I got the mountains here. Pinehurst, if I want to go golf. So I never really wanted to leave. So uh, in the mountains, we go to Limble Ridge a lot, which oh, is you where do? they're at. And, I was going to say, see how you're in yeah. Lost Place? Okay. Is that one of the uh, Okay, places? so, so yeah. he goes to Linville Ridge yeah. with my, my father-in-law is the developer yeah. of Linville Ridge. I didn't know you were going. Yeah. Did you go up there in the summer? Yeah, so I mean, I love to ski too. So we're here in the we're here kind of all year long. But uh, but yeah, we just built there. So now we'll be up there a lot more playing golf in the summer and all that oh, stuff. Oh, so you guys will have to hit the ball together. Well, Come I'm, on, I'm the, bro. Listen, I'm there <laughs> over the Fourth of July week and dying to get oh. out of the the family. <laughs> get out of the house. <laughs> so uh, I hear you. I hear do you. you. So you golf. You golf. Love it, man. Yep. I was a little better before I had my kid. Uh, I played a lot more golf then than I do nowadays, but I do love it. I love that you met the guy five minutes ago. You invited him. I've never been invited, and you're already getting beers and playing golf. It's fine. He's got a house fine. That's fine. It's all right. I'll just be over here. Yeah. No, you guys should do that. That sounds great. More than welcome. (laughs) You'll have to come join. You'll have to come join. Absolutely. Well, listen, bro. We know you're busy. You're on the road. Uh, thank you for for taking some time to talk to us. Definitely have to to play some golf over the summer up at Linville Ridge, and we wish you the best with your uh, with your three month old. And uh, we uh, we we appreciate uh, you talking to us. Congratulations on all your success. Hey, really awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Enjoyed chatting with you, and uh, we'll see y'all on down the road, fellas. You got it. Bye. You know, the more and more I talk to uh, country western artists, the more and more I'm falling in love with country and western music. Yeah. I mean, not even the music, just just the accent, just the people. Why do they seem just so more even keeled and the accent so soothing? I just want to listen to him tell me stories. I know it's 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 something very um, I don't know. Uh, 
reassuring when you talk to a guy like that. He seems like being a father. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm a dad, but we're really rocking and rolling out here. You know, my kid's got a guitar in his it's like, it seems like they're not really pining over the things we are here. It's not keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. Everything is like, go with the flow. Yeah. Like, if we're on American Idol, we're calling everybody, like, the call and the vote. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, everybody, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then he wins. See, good um, people. Happens to good people. Yeah, he good guy. And uh, apparently he's uh, neighbors with my uh, my family up in, uh, in North Carolina. So definitely got to go out uh, golfing with Scotty. All right. After much deliberation, we've come up with a new name for our Tasty Time segment called? Um, I'm just going off what I hear at the yeah. house. Just what throwing this out. Daddy Snack? <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say it like that. Right, you, want, you say it like that. All right. Welcome to its uh, yeah. Daddy Snack. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's what they, that's all they say is daddy snack. Is that what they say to you? It's all it's all they say. Yeah, it's all I hear. Uh -huh. Mommy snack, daddy snack. <laughs> all right, what's the snack? All right, uh, here we have the uh, uh, roasted seaweed snacks. Now I've had these. Yeah. Right. I'm a huge fan of the seaweed snack. Yeah. Huge fan. But you're like very uh, both textural and um, smells bother you. And they're very pungent, the, sea the seaweed snacks. Uh, if you smell are them, they? We'll see. So we got the uh, the snack pack, <laughs> the value more. pack. I've never five had Five of them. I've never had it in a, uh, a pack like this. I've always had it in the, the trays. The tray. um, so I get yelled at because when I eat these, all the stuff comes on the thing. Mm -hmm. So I have to eat them over the sink, my wife tells me. Wow. Yeah. You have no say in your house. There. Yeah. Yeah, you are. The problem I have with this yeah. is uh, it just gets in your teeth a lot. So mm -hmm. you might have a couple of seaweed uh, strays in the teeth. Yeah, go. For kids, though, nutritional value, what have you. Yeah, I think it's better than um, goldfish. Yeah, but this, right? this is like you got to have about 138 of these strips just to even get nourishment. Don't get me wrong. I like these. My guess is this is what fish food tastes like. You know when you sprinkle in an mm -hmm. aquarium? Yeah. I like it, though. No, this is good. This is good. I think it's a healthy option. Has a little salt. Mm-hmm. Um, the texture of parchment paper. Um, but you could eat this whole box and then you'd still want to stay. Yeah. You know, you know, here's a side note. Might be too, too much information here. Gassy. You have a couple of these. Yeah. You'll clear out a car. Um, Is that true? Um, for me. Mm. It's portable. I finished mine. Yep. Really nothing other than the salt. I'm fine with a little salt. Nutritious snack. Yeah, but in in general, yeah. uh, are you looking at snacks and food for kids? And we can make a whole two, three episodes yeah. on food for kids. Giving them bagels for breakfast yeah. and eggs and salmon. and uh, Is this destroying their... Um, you know, with the sugars and all this stuff. What what, no, I mean, what I, could you give kids that would would 
does it have an effect on behavior? I noticed he gave him ice cream uh, the, a couple nights ago. They, they were bouncing all over the maroon. Sorry, I got a whole wad of seaweed in a back molar here. Can't talk. Um, I think you can take a deep dive on food and read every ingredient and every calorie. And I think even as an adult, if you try to do that, you drive yourself crazy. It's mm-hmm. impossible to keep up. I think when it comes to kids, moderation is the key. I think fully abstaining for any from anything, you say, I'm never giving my child sugar. What's mm-hmm. that kid going to seek out when they have a chance and they go to their friend's house, right? They're going to be hand over fist with anything sugary. But you're right, it can affect behavior. So we know that, and don't let me interrupt your your five-course meal here. Um, We know that fluctuations in normal sugar levels, I feel like I'm going to talk now, and then you're going to ask me if I have a relative in Philadelphia. Like, I feel like this is how it's going to go. No, no, I'm not like that. That, 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 that That woman's like that. So fluctuations in normal sugar levels are a big reason for a behavioral issues in kids like meltdowns you know when the kid just all of a sudden it's like zero to 60 on the floor flipping out Mm -hmm. and it's because kids diets tend to be carb loaded so their sugar if i tested their sugar it would always be normal but it's the fluctuations in their sugar levels and those ups and downs cause them to have behavioral things so we tell kids like when i hear from parents like they're having a lot of fits especially after school i remember when i pick up my daughter from preschool it was like a 50-50 shot around 3, 4 p.m. if she didn't get what she wanted that there was like going to be an exorcist on the floor. Mm-hmm. High-protein snacks keep you euglycemic, so keep your sugar levels flat and help behavior. So we tell people, first thing in the morning, don't just have the bagel and the cereal. Hit them with something with protein, an egg, a piece of bacon, a yogurt. When you pick up your child from school, nobody eats well at school or drinks well. So hydration is important. Carry a high-protein snack. I used to carry a little bag of deli meat or a cheese stick or a peanut butter cracker or a bag of nuts. That protein levels off your sugar, and it helps the behavior later on. And that's why you see kids flip out on weekends because they're getting a lot of refined sugars, the birthday parties, mm-hmm. the cake, the cookies. And then all of a sudden, they get home with you. They had a great time at the party. Sugar bottoms out, and they're wrecked. Did you hear any of that? Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Over the crunching? It was a lot to take in. Yeah. But. God, we, I, mu- we must be starved. I'm fucking hungry, man. And I got to stop swearing. You do, That's another thing I got to stop. Literally, I'm, after episode 16, I can't play this in my office anymore because of you. Okay, that's not. Uh, what are we? Uh, we're all adults. Uh, but my mother, my mother actually called. She's like, you're, you're swearing a lot too much on daddy versus doctor. So thank you, mom. I really appreciate you monitoring my language but you you make a good point yeah and i don't think a lot of parents know what you just said about hey give them a bagel but also give them protein picking them up for school i don't know my kids get in the car they're screaming for snack yeah, a bag of goldfish the puffs yeah do a high protein snack like a like a like a cheese yeah cheese stick peanut butter is a great one all right nuts meat come on you do charcuterie plates bring your kid a platter all right well i'm gonna start and what's your take on eating in the car? Yeah, is they it, all do it. But the, I don't understand. And we did it too. We literally just had breakfast. Mm-hmm. Within an hour, we're in the car going somewhere, and you're pulling out a, a seven-course meal. Mm-hmm. Every, every kid's that way. It's a, a ge- I think it's a generational thing because we didn't have that. No. You ate at a meal, and there was nothing in between. But maybe it was because we were just like bike riding around the neighborhood, yeah. and we just didn't have access. There's always food within four feet of them. I think it's, you should see what we got in the car. It's it's like a pantry. Right. So it's like, they get in the car, they're like, I think it's out of boredom. That Also, it's, uh, what do yeah. they, what, you'll know this more than I would, and probably the rest of the room. 
What is it? Uh, is it Pavlov's dog? Where the dog hears the bell, the bell and yeah. starts salivating. Uh-huh. That, that was good. Yeah, oh, that's geez. impressive. Northern no, Illinois no. teaching yeah. me something. Same thing with the car. They get in the car. Yeah, it's almost sorry. like, okay, this is what we do in the car. We have snack. Did you have it? You know when I knew I made it as a, as a parent? When we could fly and we didn't have an extra bag of snacks that we took with us. Mm-hmm. Did you? When you were younger, not only did you have to have the, the breast milk or the formula, but... Then, like, we had a carry-on of just snacks. And I'd be like, why? We're at a place we can buy stuff just in case. What if they have some – what if we can't find what they like? So you'd have a bag of – but we can get the stuff on the – no, we always had it. Yeah. And when they were finally old enough where I'm like, oh, my God, we don't have an extra carry-on of just crap? Mm-hmm. That, right? You're still carrying Oh, yeah, stuff, no. Right? We're, we're carrying a carry-on full no, of full Everybody, of everybody does that. Yeah. yeah. Uh Five so, out of five right here, bro. Yeah. This is something that not only the kids will enjoy, yeah. but the parents could enjoy as well. As you can see, we've down two each now. And uh, one more left. Who's getting that? This um, This seems like it could grow sea monkeys. Sprinkle in the water. It's good. <laughs> Anyways. Very good. Lots of lollipops for these. <laughs> Five out of five. Um, and the segment was brought to you called? Brought to you by Daddy Snack. Daddy Snack. Daddy, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Okay. Uh, hey, man. Another great episode. 25 episodes. We are in. We are out. Unbelievable what we just saw today. We had McCreary on. McCreary. McCreary on. McCreary. Scotty McCreary, country music I just call singer. him Scotty. Scotty. I just call we had Scotty. Scotty on. Nice guy. Uh, loved eating seaweed with you, man. Yeah, I love that, uh, uh, hatching monkeys, sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. We talked about short stature. We talked about your relatives in Philly that you may or may not have. It was a jam-packed episode. Jam-packed here. Daddy vs. Doctor. We'll see you next week. Spread the word. Share it with five friends of yours. We are out. Six. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.